Welcome to Humans of Fintech, the podcast where I share the inspiring stories of diverse leaders bringing equity to financial systems through fintech. I'm Nicole Casperson. What up, fintech fam? Nicole here, and welcome to another episode of Humans of Fintech. On this episode, I am diving into some industry commentary, specifically around the story that is the only story that can be talked about right now, which is Silicon Valley Bank and its fallout. For me, as I think and reflect on all of the news, it's so overwhelming, but what I see really is the exposure of a shaky foundation that our industry really stands on. So I want to dive into it. You know, last week, my inboxes were flooded with readers interested in hearing my take on Silicon Valley Bank. And I decided to use this platform to think out loud about the subject. Much of the conversation around SVB, for short, concerns the problems with taking shortcuts among business decisions in financial services, as well as misinformation on social media and herd mentality across venture capitalists' inner circles that really spiraled into a full-fledged bank run. These are essential concerns. Combining them exposes that shaky foundation I was talking about that our entire industry stands on due to a lack of proper representation, which is really the root cause of these problems. As long as the same group of people is making the decisions, pulling the curtains, if you will, these cycles of fear, uncertainty, and doubt will continue, and they'll just pop up in different ways. This brings me to the question on my mind. How often do women and marginalized communities have to take the heaviest hit from decisions primarily made by people who do not understand them or their experiences? Yes, this is a financial stability story set off by Silicon Valley Bank's surprise announcement last Wednesday that it would take immediate steps to shore up its finances amid a dimming economic environment for the startups and other technology companies that dominate its client base. But this is most critically a people story. It's the story of when major financial institutions make significant changes whose impact is felt heaviest by the most vulnerable, underfunded, and underbanked founders. Now, I want to talk about this herd mentality element here of what has happened in this bank run. If our industry, from financial services to venture capital and fintech, has almost always been fractured and unreliable due to a lack of diverse representation, then our particular environment can't properly innovate to solve the problems facing the American economy. Our industry has been set up to subject itself to groupthink and herd mentality, a psychological phenomenon in which a larger group influences individuals in our industry. As Bloomberg opinion columnist Matt Levine wrote, nobody on earth is more of a herd animal than Silicon Valley's venture capitalists. What you want as a bank is a certain amount of diversity among your depositors. But if all your depositors are startups with the same handful of venture capitalists on their boards, and all of those venture capitalists are competing with each other to add value and be influencers and do the current thing by calling all their portfolio companies to say, hey, did you hear everyone's taking money out of Silicon Valley Bank? You should too. Then all of your depositors will take their money out at the same 
time, end quote. To jump off of Matt's point, the venture capital industry has long perpetuated herd mentality due to the social and racial homogeneity of the industry. By the number of partners represented, 58% of venture capitalists are white men, 20% are Asian men, 11% are white women, 6% are Asian women, 2% are black men, 1% are black women, 1% are Latinos, and nearly 0% are Latinas. This lack of representation at decision-making levels is deeply concerning as it prevents individuals from diverse backgrounds from having a voice in business decisions. Consequently, it has a ripple effect that touches every facet of a business from its culture and policies to the composition of its workforce and financial decisions. Which leads me to these short-term mindsets that has messed up our industry. You know, as social media recirculates the popular movie about the early stages of the 2008 financial crisis, it's called Margin Call, folks have been referencing this movie as a way to talk about what's happening today. And I want to recall the movie's tagline, which is, how do you succeed in this business? Be faster, smarter, or cheat. First, the mentality alone is rife with a privilege only a select group of people can afford. When funding doesn't come so quickly due to systemic obstacles like for women and BIPOC founders, simply moving faster or smarter or cheating isn't an option. And I really hope the cheating part is never an option. But these short-term mentalities were summarized really well by my friend Alex Johnson's essay on SVB where he shares the not-going-to-make-it meaning which is to believe that only fools and losers don't take shortcuts, even when those shortcuts are clearly risky and or immoral, which has permeated the entire fintech industry. The fintech and startup ecosystem is known for its dynamic, fast-paced nature and risk-taking, largely considered masculine values, and we wear them with pride. However, the right balance between masculine and feminine values has severe impacts here, and without them, severe drawbacks, such as the impulsive decision-making and a lack of reflection, which we have seen here in the SVB scenario. After all, the industry requires progress, transformation, growth, and development, and these goals are best achieved through the combination of masculine and feminine values in leadership and strategy. However, it is clear that feminine values are undervalued, so it's critical to recognize and emphasize the stories, insights, and analysis of women and diverse leaders working in this sector and how those people are disproportionately impacted by crises like what's happening now with SVB. Because overall, the industry's development depends on recognizing more than one perspective— And it is essential to understand the importance of multiple points of view so these situations can be avoided or at least taken one step at a time. This leads me to talking about the impact on women and BIPOC founders. Venture capital investments to all female founding teams are far from equitable, as PitchBook data shows us that in 2021, only 2.4% of VC funds were allocated to all women-founded teams, and that number decreased to 1.9% in 2022. Moreover, less than 1% of the total venture capital dollars goes to Black female founders. 
This is especially disheartening in light of research that consistently suggests that female founders are already underestimated, undercapitalized, networked, and underbanked, making their companies even more vulnerable to market shifts like this. Tiffany Dufu, founder and CEO of The Crew, summed up these challenges in a recent LinkedIn video very well, and I will quote her when she says, It's hard enough to execute and fund a vision you believe will change the world. We hustle so hard for our customers, our employees, our investors, and our families. In response to the SVB crisis, many female founders have taken to social media to ask for customer support. And our community has never been more critical. And we all must work together to provide the information, inspiration, psychological safety, and any other form to help that we can offer. It is essential to understand the impact on specific segments of the community. Therefore, I am particularly interested in the percentage of Black founders and women affected by this crisis. Even more so, Black women founders may be hit especially hard. If you are a woman or BIPOC founder who has been impacted, please consider filling out a form that was created by All Raise, the organization All Raise, which is available. I'll link it in the show notes here. But this data will help us better understand the SVB collapses effects on our different communities. As for additional resources, it truly has been inspiring to witness the kind of collective response demonstrated by the fintech community to help each other in these unprecedented times. Women in fintech and venture capital sectors have been at the forefront of this, providing invaluable resources and documents such as loans, payroll, and bank details to aid us through these times. For more information, you can access a detailed tweet thread I put together, and I'll also link in the show notes. However, if you require specific assistance, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I have access to multiple resources, documents, and bank contact information that may be helpful to you if you need it. Overall, this is just the beginning of our journey, and unity is more important than ever before. We must rally together and continue to support one another as we face what lies ahead. Well, those are some of my immediate thoughts. I know that the new cycle continues to be put out. This is me, honestly, uh, the Sunday night before March 13th, Monday, March 13th. I know the Fed has also already issued an announcement saying that all depositors will receive all their money on Monday, March 13th. So We'll have to continue to see the updates, um, and I will do my best to keep you all as informed as possible. But thank you for being here to hear my authentic and original kind of thoughts and, and take on this. And I hope to see you on the next episode of Humans of Fintech. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. To hear our next story from another diverse leader, be sure to tune in next week. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our show and give it a five-star rating as it helps our message reach more people who want to find belonging too.